welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. Stop being weird. You're you're hurting my ear. But that's my role on the show is to be weird. Okay. Hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, we would have already given birth. <laughs> because <laughs> the thing doesn't want to come out. Did you know the longest one was 100 days afterwards in like the 1940s in Los Angeles? Yeah, you mentioned it. Yeah, that's 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 scary. Imagine the the belly is bigger than the human at that point. No, that's he's not, got a full that, human. That's not possible. Anyways, <laughs> so um, what like what's it called? Like while I was expecting, expecting, <laughs> or or the I okay the idea of becoming a parent and that you need and that we're gonna need to you know raise a little baby and all that and like. You know, the importance of childhood and the importance of, like, raising your kid properly so that they can, you know, thrive and such. Like, led me down the path of doing a lot of, like, research and such. And I uh, recently did a an online conference. It was free. And um, I learned quite a bit of stuff. And so I thought I'd share the stuff. Mm-hmm. And the conference was called um, Toddler Play Conference, and it it emphasizes emphasis emphasizes it emphasizes the the idea of play and how play is very important for a child and their upbringing because through play that's how they a child develops like certain functional functional skills develop their emotions develop boundaries you know develop their physique their core and being able to then help them thrive you know mm-hmm. so 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 yeah the, the the entire conference was a, a five day thing and it was just uh recorded videos of like experts in the field of child development and a lot of these people like you know they talk about different things but it was all focused on play and how play helps a child grow you know cuz we always talk about like oh raising a child you got to like um you know, in order for them to be, like, prepared for school, I gotta, like, teach them the ABCs, teach them the numbers, they gotta learn how to read. Like, all of these academic thing is really important. But the thing is, without play, they wouldn't be able to really learn this type of academic mm-hmm. thing because playing is a way for them to be... I guess put in the role of like different scenarios. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been so long, so I don't remember. But <laughs> but yeah. You have any questions? It's it's I kind of like me. it's kind of like uh, when you look at a whole bunch of little kittens or puppies, uh-huh. um, and they're jumping on each other. They are basically doing all the things that they would do as adults. Mm. primarily the important ones for finding food and hunting but in a very safe and non-threatening environment right yeah um and we could say the same thing essentially is necessary and happens um or i should say it happens and is necessary for humans right um a human child will mimic and 
do all the things an adult is doing um and they are going to learn from that there there's some great great examples of this happening for cats for instance the a little a little kitten watching their mother like clean and they're actively observing their mother do the motions they don't know how to clean themselves um and this is very evident if you take a kitten away from its mother too early they're kind of like a bad cat they don't they don't know how to do cat things because that is learned behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for humans, that is essentially all our behavior is learned behavior. Like, eventually we'll learn how to, like, walk, right? That's one thing that our body is just prepared to do naturally. Uh, but the rest of it, learning to speak, uh, communicate, uh, facial expressions, uh, doing the right thing in certain social circumstances, that is all learned behavior. Um, and the easiest way to get to try out uh, what you're learning is to act out and play through different circumstances, right? Yeah. Thank you. Like that, that pretty much, I'm, I'm so bad with words, man. That pretty much sums it up. Like play is very important, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, and I'm not talking about just the kind of play where it's like, oh, play doctor or play a certain role expected of society, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about even the most basic things like, Playing with blocks. Yeah, right? playing with blocks, playing with puzzles. I mean, that helps, you know, when you when you have something to focus on, like let's say playing with blocks, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. That helps you with your motor skills, helps you with your hand-eye coordinations, help you with, you know, like your creativity, exploring, being able to turning nothing into something, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of that is important in, in building up, sort of like the foundation for us in the future Mm -hmm. and at first it won't be anything interesting right like even if you had perfect motor skills and you've developed those even the creativity part you don't know how to be creative yet Mm -hmm. it's only by doing it so much that creativity emerges right from that right so another thing is important is um allowing the kid to when it comes to playing like be active, right? Because mm-hmm. I always um be an active participant, not no uh, active in terms of like um physicalness, oh. like their their physicalness, mm-hmm. meaning like going to the park, running around up and down on the jungle gym, mm-hmm. or like climbing. in layman's term, let them burn off their energy. But but it's not just that. Yeah. It's important. It's important in child development because the idea is that they always say uh, for a child like. Their their attention span and their ability to uh, to really sit and focus, especially in like a setting where you require a child to just sit there and not do anything, but just absorb and and like uh, focus on a person or something like that. It's the toughest task for a little kid, non-existent, <laughs> because they need to constantly fidget around. And the thing is, when you see a kid fidgeting around, or like they always, we we always tend to associate with like ADHD. Have a kid with ADHD mm-hmm. or like fidgeting. turns out the entire human population has ADHD, <laughs> or like fidgeting and all that. But the thing is, it all ties down to their physical physique, like their their strength, their core. A kid not having a strong core will affect them and not allow them to sit in a position for such a long time, which then will affect their learning ability, which then will affect them, you know, from doing anything in general. So the the idea is that 
play is very important, especially when you can encourage and allow the kid to run around like hooligans, to like climb, to do like climb the couch, and then so then they in the in the um conference they suggest like you don't really need like big furnitures or like go to the park all the time. Like if you have a couch. Like throw all the cushion <laughs> on the floor. Let the kid climb up on the cushion, down the cushion, like up and down, crawl, walk like a monkey, walk like uh, an elephant on all four legs or on your arms and your legs. Like doing these bizarre movement with our arms and walking not just on our two feet will allow them to build their core. And this will help them in the future to be able to then you know, have a, the strength to sit and, and, and be patient and be more attentive. That, that's, that's very interesting that you bring that up because it's, it's making my wheels turn. Um, and this is not something I know is something I'm formulating on the spot. Uh. Uh, so I want to put that caveat out there, but we focus a lot on building up motor skills, particularly with our hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. Like that is a thing that the general like populace has accepted as like something that babies are bad at uh and you get better at as you as you grow up uh and in fact you get worse at as you grow old because the your brain becomes calibrated with how your body used to move uh but then all of a sudden your body is not moving at the same speed and therefore your brain did the calculus oh my foot is going to be here when it's not there anymore and you fall and trip and you break Mm -hmm. your hip bone which is super common with old people um so anyways that that's fact what I'm rewinding now is back to uh, children and toddlers and babies. It's not just the hand-eye coordination. It's the whole body is full of muscles that they don't know how to control yet. Um, and we put such an emphasis on kind of keeping kids still and not moving that they become perhaps, like, again, I don't know any of this, perhaps they become delayed in their ability to calibrate their brain and their body. So that way their brain knows how to use all those muscles, Mm -hmm. knows how to move all of them, knows how to coordinate them practically. Um, And because of that, it has to learn it later when you are, or the brain is almost ready to move on to learning more in-depth things. Uh, But it's still kind of held back by like figuring out the muscles as the as the kid is fidgeting am i interpreting that correctly based on what you were saying before yeah cool i think so (laughs) (laughs) um so when it comes to uh a baby like you know you mentioned that like and we all i guess went through this right when we're born we don't know our hands, like, we don't know how to control our body and our muscles yet. So, like, there's stages that we go through where we are trying to, you know, develop these motor skills where mm-hmm. we're, like... And and it's really important for a baby specifically when they're growing up is that not you don't limit their them from, like, moving around by putting shoes on them, putting socks on them, because or putting, like, mittens on their hands or anything like that. Because for a baby... The, the all of their sensories are in their fingertips and their toes. Mm-hmm. So by leaving those bare and allowing them to just be on the floor, you are essentially providing them an, uh, an opportunity to discover 
all of this, their surrounding and how to move their body and like what it feels like for their hands or their toes to be touching the floor and learning each of those motions, right? So for, uh, for, I mean, there's a lot of like these toys and gimmicks out there that like people, you know, marketing, right? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, help your child, uh, learn how to walk faster or how to sit up or whatever with all of these like baby contraptions like I know when I was little I had one of those it's like a little UFO kind of thing where it has wheels at the bottom and like in the center there's like a little seat you sit in it and and all you do is like you waggle your feet and then you kind of just go like 10 miles per hour around the house and bumping into stuff Mm -hmm. like uh experts say that those types of contraptions or toys contraptions sounds so bad like those types of um they are contraptions okay those types of toys or whatever are really bad for a a child or a toddler or a baby while they're developing their muscles and their body because they may not be ready to be put in the standing uh position to learn how to walk yet because every child developed at different stages Mm-hmm. So by you, the parent, put it, wanting to have your child walk earlier, putting them in one of those things, could essentially like jeopardize their their physical development, mm-hmm. and you could maybe end up harming them. Then, like you know, helping them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, particularly harming them, not from like an injury of bumping into something, yeah, but bone growth, yeah, uh, is severely impacted by having something in the way of where the bones need to migrate mm-hmm. right uh because we are essentially equipped to handle two modes early on to crawl around is a very different mode than walking upright yeah. uh, and your bones will settle in different places as a result of that and if you have something in your crotch the whole time then you're gonna essentially bow your legs out exactly so, uh, in so that process that's important too because um because Deciding what kind of a what are, what are those called like baby cares the ones where you kind of sling onto yourself mm-hmm. and then you put the baby in it's important to buy the right kind of apparently like carrier as well because like you said the the whole thing with the bow hip and the legs like mm-hmm. if a, if certain uh if the shape isn't right you could be like distorting their hip bone or whatever and that could affect their walking ability later on too you -hmm. know of course i'm sure a lot of these products are tested and make sure that it's not gonna harm the child anyway not as much as you'd hope (laughs) but i've seen i've seen on on youtube where people were like trying to be creative where Mm -hmm. um instead of putting their baby in one of those i've seen a lady where she wears a normal overall and she puts her child inside the overall and then kind of just snap it up Mm-hmm. So it's as if her child is clinging on to her and then, you know, so then if that's the case, like the child's legs needs to spread pretty far apart to accommodate the width of that the mother's hip. Mm-hmm. And that could be like detrimental to the, the child's uh, physique development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess we've talked a lot about how play is really important. What kind of things as a parent you might consider play but are not very good examples of play for a child's development Mm, there's different levels of play though right like putting your child in front of a device is not really considered play 
But yeah, that's not really play, right? If you were to put your child in front of a device and just well, but, your kid is having fun, right? That that's that's I guess what some might consider. It's like instead of playing with your kid, you get them occupied with something. Yeah, I guess for us, um, like we don't consider it play, but uh, many might, right? Yeah, I guess for us, like since we're developers, you know, we often play with mobile games and such, and often. You know, these types of mobile games sometimes could be considered as play because it's part of our, you know, childhood mm-hmm. upbringing and it's a toy in a way. But, the like, the different type of apps or the different types of game that you expose your child to could be, like, sure, it's considered play because they're not really learning anything. But it, it's it could be harmful to them because it's not really promoting any sorts of, like, thinking and like create creativity and things like that right mm-hmm. and if anything there's almost no physical aspects like we'll get into the types of games that are maybe good or bad but any video game whether it's like on a device whether you are playing a video game whether you're watching something none of those actively promote moving your body mm-hmm. which is what you need the most like at that stage right yeah and once you become adept at, like, using your body, then you can consider video games as being something to explore. And and it's not just video games, too. I think a lot of the time it's toys in general that does not promote any sorts of uh, learning to, or, like, active playing for a child. Mm-hmm. So, like... Like, press the button and it goes move. Exactly. Any any electronic toys, pretty much, is considered uh, not very good for a child in terms of their development because then they're not actively learning. They're not actively forced to think of how to make that toy move or, or uh, react to their... Uh, to their uh, actions right Mm -hmm. like pushing a button on a on a a little toy or device or whatever and then it making a sound or it you know singing a song or something that's not really doing anything all it's teaching the kid is oh i just need to push this button and then something would happen for me versus like a, a set of blocks or legos or whatever like those those like you have to physically Force the child to do something about it in order for something to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's very passive instead of active. Yeah. Um, and then I guess, yeah, going back to what I was saying earlier, as your kid does get older, there's a very large difference between, like, video games that you might play on a console versus phone games where... You're essentially tapping the screen for a quick dopamine rush. Yeah. Um, and that that I do want to bring up uh, because a lot of games that are on like the iPhones and Android phones uh, in general, they're essentially casino games. Um, they give you a quick dopamine rush um, and uh, try to find a way to nickel and dime you in some way. Uh, but even if you watch through all the ads and stuff like that, that's what you're primarily doing. You're getting a very quick feedback cycle of of happiness that you become addicted to versus uh, a more complicated game where you need to actively think 
and build up a map in your head and solve problems. Like that is a very different category of things that may promote a lot of active thinking, right? But not every game is made that way. And as a parent, it's something that you really need to think about um, a lot. Like what kind of activity is a healthy one, even if it's in a digital form versus one that is totally like it's just there to give you instant pleasure and nothing else. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, play turns out to be super important. Uh, turns out to need to be very active uh, and and physical like starting out and less academic mm-hmm. um like don't don't try to force the academia early. yeah because in order to for them to really learn all this academic stuff they need to learn how to learn right and in order to learn how to learn you got to learn through playing and mm-hmm. playing is what allows you to learn these things right it's a, it's our primal instinct yeah and our ability to to copy from others right mm-hmm. thanks for listening everyone Bye. 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 Bye.